You're going where? You're doing what? Are you crazy, Aunt Tam? Make sure you subscribe. Welcome to Many Roads Traveled. I'm Tamara, and I have one question for you. Do you love to travel? Awesome! Well, then I invite you to join me on my 30,000-mile road trip from Paris to Cape Town back to Nairobi. One more thing. We'll be traveling back in time to 1993 before the internet, Google Maps, and cell phones. However, not to worry because I do give you up-to-date info on each episode. Plus, you can always find more information on my website, manyroadstravel.com. So without further ado, let's hit the road. Welcome to episode 34. And on today's episode, we are going gorilla trekking in the heart of Africa in the, well, what was known as Zaire, now the Democratic Republic of Congo. I might just call it Zaire for right now. <laughs> yeah, to visit gorillas is probably still to this day one of the, my most favorite days and experiences I've ever had in my life. And that's 30 years of traveling around the world. It was awesome. So picking up where we left off on day 221, my friend Claire, who I met in Nairobi, and we've been traveling together for probably close to two months now. We finally left Uganda after five weeks and overseeing our visa by five days and crossed into Zaire. And we instantly became millionaires, which was great. <laughs> Added bonus. Because it was six million Zaire dollars to one US dollar. It was crazy. You just see people carrying like plastic bags of money around, including us, really. So yeah, nowadays it's not like it's not called Zaire, so it's now called Congo francs, and it's about two thousand Congo francs to one U.S. dollar. So very different. And another thing in the Congo is that they speak French. Well, it's kind of a mixture of French, English, and African dialect, but predominantly French, which was also quite funny to start communicating them in French because I knew quite a bit of French. So at the border, we had to choose two boys to be our porters to help us carry our bags the two-hour trek to the park headquarters. So the Virun it's called the, the Parc de Nacional Virungas, or Virunga National Park. You didn't have a choice. You had to <laughs> you had to pick two. So of course, though, you know, there's an ensuing fight of who's gonna carry our bags, and two bigger boys decide they would do it. But just as we're leaving, there is another hoo-ha, and this little kid, oh my god, oh no, he's probably about five feet tall. He he was insisting that he was gonna carry my bag. He was called John. And I was like, John, are you sure? Like my bag probably weighed about 50 pounds at the time. He's like, No, I can do it, I can do it. I'm like, okay, but so we set off for our two-hour walk, and bless John, he was awesome. He led the way, <laughs> never a complaint. And Claire's porter, he was a yeah, bigger boy, and he was lagging behind the whole time. So it was, it was a really nice walk, two-hour walk, and, but it was hilarious because you, you cross through fields, like crop fields, and even we'd go through people's houses. <laughs> so I guess well, that's why we needed the porter boys. <laughs> So we finally got to the park head headquarters two hours later. John was a trooper, so I gave him a big tip, and I had all these little Canadian flag pins that my grandma had given me. So I gave him one of those. He was thrilled. <laughs> and then we, there was a little campground there, so we pitched our tents and then headed up to the, the ranger's hut to check out the situation because you could only, there's only 10 permits per day to see the gorillas. So there's like usually, you know, quite a big waiting list. So we got there, spoke to the warden, and he's like, yeah, it's fully booked for tomorrow. 
And the next day, so we're like, oh, great. But he's like, come back a little bit later on. So we did that. And it was about 5.30. And the day before, it, the day was booked by an Overland tour group, which were my favorites if you listen to some past episodes. <laughs> but they hadn't showed up yet. And at 5.30, you can't really drive at nighttime in Africa because usually the roads are so crap. I mean, a lot of them are just dirt roads with full potholes. And, I mean, street lamps not existed. <laughs> so they're not there by, you know, sundown. They're not coming. They're like, so if they don't show up tomorrow, then you'll be able to go tomorrow, which we're like, oh my God, absolutely thrilled about that. Because we, we met some other people that had been waiting for literally days to, to go see them. We met these three French guys and they'd been waiting for three days at that point. And then this really turned out to be super, super annoying. I think he's from Brazil called Jack. Oh my God. He became my nemesis. <laughs> you'll hear this episode and future episodes. <laughs> Couldn't shake him. There was a little restaurant there, so we, we went and had some dinner to eat, which was really good, actually. It was like mashed potatoes and cabbage and onions and things like that, but all mixed up. So if you're Irish, kind of like a, I think it's cold candy. And then they had a huge bonfire at, at nighttime, and we would just listen to all the local people scaring away the wild animals because I guess the night before there was a big herd of elephants like 20 meters from the hut and they trampled the potato crops and stuff like that so all these locals were like had guns and spears and yeah we're just going to shoot off the guns you know just in the sky not to hurt the animals just to scare them away so it doesn't trample their livelihood their crops right but it was quite amusing and very exciting like I was so excited to be in Zaire it was ridiculous Mostly because I was excited about to see the gorillas. But also, you know, it was, it was quite a dangerous country to go to. One of the last things my mom said to me before I left on my African trip is like, whatever you do, don't go to Zaire. <laughs> so as usual, when my mom tells me to do something, I usually do the opposite. Claire and I were so excited. Like, we are in the heart of Africa. It was awesome. So we went to, to bed that night in our tents. And it was only a dollar a night camp, too, which was great. With our fingers crossed that, A, it wouldn't rain, which of course it rained all night. <laughs> But it, and also that we that this overland group wouldn't show up and we could go the next day. So we woke up early the next morning about six thirty, and the rain had cleared and it was just such a beautiful view. Like you could see the volcanoes in the in the backdrop, the Runga volcanoes, including the one that we climbed a few days before Kahinga. So that was really cool. And you know just the surrounding, it's so lush and green, and I mean it's really what you picture Africa to look like. And then about eight o'clock we went up to the, the ranger's hut and they're like nope the overland trip never showed up so you can go today we're like oh my god that's awesome of course everyone else was a little bit annoyed at us because they like i said they waited for days and we just rocked up the night before and got to go the next day so that was wicked so we paid our fee our, for our permit which was about 105 us dollars and then you get a little guidelines like what not to do when you're with the gorillas and all that stuff. And also, if you do find the gorillas, you only spend one hour with them. So it's 10 people a day, one hour with them. And then you get to choose whether to do a one-hour trek to see Marcel, who's the silverback of that family, or to see Oscar, the silverback of his family, which was family 12. But it was a three-hour trek. And of course, we're like, well, we want the three-hour trek. We left at about 8.40. So the main things was like, don't look at gorillas straight in the eye, especially silverbacks. Stay low, crunch, crunch, you know, kind of crunch down so you look more submissive and docile. You know, docile. So there was two Germans, an Austrian, the annoying Jack, <laughs> and Claire and I. So there's only the two 
uh, rangers who carried guns and machete. So there's only eight of us in total. So yeah, it's a nice walk over like rolling green hills and the valleys of the Congo. And we walked for about two hours. And along the walk, any local people that we came across, like the guides would ask them, oh, so where have you seen the gorillas today, <laughs> this morning? <laughs> it's like, hey, have you seen Bob around today? <laughs> so if they did, they'd, they'd say where they saw them, kept walking. And then we found some signs of the gorillas, like gorilla poop and just the, the brush broken down kind of thing where they trek through the forest. And they had headed into the forest. So I was so, so excited because a few other people that I, other travelers who I had met the last month or so who had been to see the gorillas only saw them in the fields, like in the crop fields. And I really, really wanted to see them in the jungle, like the forest. So we headed into the forest, you know, and there's no pathways, you know. So our park rangers are like macheting their way through dense vegetation. And there's like these all these huge trees and ferns and lobelias, flowers, and hanging vines. Like, honestly, I thought I was going to be Tarzan in a minute. <laughs> it was so cool. And of course, the more we walked in the forest, the more excited I was. I mean, I was super happy just walking through this beautiful forest in the middle of the Zaire. And we walked about another 45 minutes, and then we came to this natural clearing, and it was built on like a ridge, made it like volcanic rock. And again, like all these big trees, it was just so beautiful, like amazing. And then we kind of cut back into the forest and, you know, walking another half hour or so. And just as the guide said, listen, I, I think the girls might have backtracked and gone back to the village, like the fields. So we might not see them today. Boom. We came across <laughs> the gorillas. They were sitting in this next part, like little clearing and all just sitting on the ground eating leaves. Oh my gosh, I, my heart almost exploded just with joy. <laughs> so like I said, when you see them, you have to crouch down, keep your head lowered, be submissive. And then the silverback kind of approaches you and decides whether you're safe enough that he wants to basically, you know, invite you into his family, so to speak. Well, Oscar the silverback, it, just huge. Like he was about 1.6 meters, I think. And... But his chest was about that in circumference as well, his girth. They were so much bigger than I thought they were going to be. But it was just so, so cool. And then they kind of, the gorillas all got up and then decided, you know, they just wandered into the forest. So you follow them. But of course, you lose, there's 12 of them. So you lose track. There's a few young silverbacks, females, and the cutest baby I've ever seen. <laughs> it's just a little furball. <laughs> So, of course, you're, you're following them and lose track. And it's thick forest, right? Like I said, there's no path. So I was walking what I thought, you know, was a bit of a clearing pathway through the forest. And I thought Claire was behind me. And I'm just like, oh, my God, how amazing is this? It's just incredible. Blah, blah, blah. But then when I came, like, I just came to a th thicket of vines and ferns and everything. I couldn't get past. So I stopped pretty suddenly. Well... What I thought was Claire was a female gorilla, and she was following me. <laughs> and because I stopped so suddenly, she almost walked into me, turned at her, I'm like, I can't go any further. <laughs> and she got up on her hind legs and was agitated. And I'm like, okay, that's it. I'm a goner. I'm killed by a gorilla within 10 minutes. <laughs> but she kind of looked around and then just ducked into this little, tiny little clearing and just broke her way through this part of the bush. Oh my gosh, I almost had a heart attack. So then I kind of walked back to the way I came and found Claire and other, the other people. 
And as we're walking, we came to another bit of a clearing and they sat down again. So I went to sit with my back to a little a sapling tree and just taking, like, taking photos and just, it was just so amazing. And it, I felt someone sit behind me on the other side of the tree. So like our shoulders are basically touching again. I think it's Claire. This is just so amazing. And she didn't reply anything. So I look back. Nope. It's a young silverback. <laughs> and we're back to back with a silverback. <laughs> and yeah, we're basically touching shoulders. I'm just like, what? This is just so, so cool. You know, you're not supposed to touch the gorillas because they can, and you can't go to see the gorillas if you're sick in any way, cold, cough, anything like that. Because our DNA is so similar that they can pick up any human sicknesses and they don't have the immunity to fight it. So it, a cold could kill them. You know, we were told time and time again, don't touch the gorillas. Well, Jacques, the idiot, was almost sitting in the gorilla's lap at one point. I'm just, and the guide was, the rangers were going nuts. They're like, get away from him. The gorillas then all get up and walk back into the forest. So we follow them again. Well, they came to this huge termite hill and just kind of broke it and just did, were putting their arms in it and just licking their arms and eating the termites. <laughs> well, the baby gorilla left his mama and decided he was going to climb this little sapling. So it climbs up the tree and then goes to hang with his back legs on the branch. Well, the branch was so narrow, the branch broke and he fell on his head and literally landed almost at my feet. And then kind of got up dazed and then started climbing my leg. <laughs> I was like, I don't know if I thought I was a tree. <laughs> of course, the guy, the rangers, like, look at me, like, don't touch. I'm like, I'm not touching it. It's touching me. And then I see the mama gorilla who had, was lying down, but watching all this. So she starts sitting up and I'm like, like blowing on the girl. I'm like, please get off me. <laughs> like, your mom's going to kill me. <laughs> And then the baby girl looks, oh, just so cute, looks up at me and I finally, I guess, gets my vibe and he gets off me and goes into his mama's arms and they lay back down and everything's fine. My heart is pounding a million miles a minute. Kept saying the whole time was, this is so cool. This is just so amazing. I can't even believe it. And then Oscar, the big silverback, the head honcho, he was at one end of the clearing and a younger silverback was on the other. And I was kind of in the middle. <laughs> And the next thing I know, the young silverback, he gets on his hind legs and starts pounding his chest and ha wants to have a go with Oscar. Oscar is having none of it. He gets up on his hind legs, bears their teeth, like their teeth are huge. And they charge literally right in front of me. <laughs> like, oh my God, here we go again. <laughs> I'm going to be just pummeled by gorillas. And they just go at it. But Oscar was, you know, way bigger and stronger and basically just tossed the young silverback off. And he basically tucked his tail between his legs and kind of ran off and was defeated. Oh, my gosh. So, yeah, I know what they mean by, you know, ape shit. <laughs> it was crazy. The noise they were making, like, literally. Seeing a gorilla pound his chest and roar, bare their teeth right in front of you. It was, um, it was scary but amazing. Because on our walk, one of the rangers, he, you know, I was talking to him about his job and everything. I guess this is one of the most dangerous jobs in the world to be a park ranger at Bringa National Park. Not because of the gorillas, but because of the poachers and the militia. This date, I think 150 park rangers have been killed, murdered by poachers or militia, just protecting the park and the gorillas. It's so disgusting and sad because these gorillas are so beautiful and so amazing. So anyway, so I was talking to the ranger and he said, oh yeah, my, my buddy, 
two weeks prior, you know, doing what he was doing, one of the gorillas just moved him to get out of the way, like not to hurt him or anything like that. So kind of just lightly pushed him to get out of the way. Well, dislocated his shoulder. <laughs> They're so strong. I think gorillas are 10 times stronger than men. And you'd see the even the young ones, they'd, we, they'd reach up to fairly thick branches, like, you know, five inches circumference, and just snap them like toothpicks. They are very, very strong. But also, it was just amazing watching them. Yeah, we come from them, for sure. <laughs> like, I don't care what your religion is. Darwin was right. I mean, this is, the DNA is so close. But just watching them, like, their eyes are full of expression and emotions, just like humans. Their social interaction, just like humans. Oscar would sometimes, he'd sit down on his haunches and then just kind of stroke his chin and look. And he just looked like an old man contemplating life. <laughs> it was incredible. They'd get up and wander through the forest. We'd follow them. Same kind of thing. It was just, like I said, my most favorite hour of my entire life, I would say for sure. So after that hour, we said goodbye to Oscar and the family. And I took a whole roll of film because this is back in 1993. So you had to carry rolls of film. No digital cameras or phones back then. So as we're saying goodbye, the gorillas, about five of them just farted, <laughs> which was hilarious. You just hear the... <laughs> we realized we were kind of on the edge of the forest, actually, at this point. And the village and the crops were right there. So we, we kind of came out of the forest there and there was a bit of a hill overlooking the village. So we decided to sit up there and just have a break before I walk back and drink some water. Well, about two minutes later, the whole family of gorillas on their hind feet, like hind legs, walked out of the forest into the, the village and the crops. And it was oh my, so hilarious. You just see the locals like running and screaming, like throwing things. And some of the girls even went up to their houses. Like I think one went inside their house. So it's like, well, I guess you, this is a hard thing to live next to them. <laughs> so yeah, so we got to see them again, which was really, really nice. And then it took us about two hours uh, to walk back to the park headquarters. And I just, I was walking on air. It was just the most amazing amazing day. The scenery is absolutely stunning as well. You envision Africa, the heart of Africa, this is it. So by the time we got to the park, to the park, like I said, Claire and I were just ecstatic. I mean, it was the best hundred bucks I'd ever spent in my life. <laughs> so we decided, well, we need to celebrate by having a couple of beers. And so the local beers at the time, they came in liter bottles and they're, it's called Primus. Yeah, we had a couple of beers and just talked about our experience there and played some cards and just it was just the best day ever didn't rain so the sun was out and then we just had some dinner at the little restaurant again oh and also when we got back that overland tour group had showed up but a day late so we're like yes we take your spot <laughs> so finally we had a bit of luck too which was great yeah we had a, another bonfire that night listened to the locals keep scared away the animals and then went to bed about eight o'clock we were so tired so that is it for my gorilla experience. It was absolutely incredible. You're going to have to listen to the next episode to hear about us going further into Zaire to Goma and also our unexpected day in Rwanda. <laughs> so make sure you subscribe and tune into next Thursday's episode for that. And now for Tam's top tips about seeing the gorillas at Baringa National Park. And now it's time for Tam's Top Tips. So tip number one, the park is about 7,800 square kilometers and it, it covers parts of the Congo, 
or Zaire, uh, Rwanda, and Uganda. And it's actually the oldest wildlife protection area in all of Africa. But Zaire or Congo is always had a crazy government. <laughs> so it kind of went downhill in the 70s, but it's doing pretty good now, actually, which is good. And in this this little part of area where I was, there's 44 mountain gorillas that are habituated. This species is also found in Windy Impenetrable National Park and the Volcano National Park, which I've been to both those in Uganda. And so you can see them either where we did in the Congo, which is nowadays it's $400 for the permit. Like I said, it's always only ever one hour. And if they keep the same policies they had when I was there, you get two tries to see them. So if we hadn't seen them that day, we would get to go the next available day, same price. If not, then you have to pay again, basically. So yeah, it's $400 for the permit now in the Congo or $600 in Uganda or $1,500 in Rwanda. Tip number two, I would suggest to go see them where I did because it was just more authentic. Like, you know, you really are trekking through the jungle, the forest to see them. And I guess apparently they say that because these gorillas have been habituated the longest, they're the most friendly. But I mean, they are wild animals, so you have to be careful. Like I said, they're very strong. Walking through the forest was amazing itself. And then coming on Family 12 Gorillas was the top, top icing on the cake with lots of cherries on top. So you would start in Bukima Ranger Park headquarters, which is where we, we started. And then they, you can still choose between one hour trek or the three hour trek. They might put you in whatever track they think you are fittest for. So it depends on basically your level of fitness. Track we did, it was a lot longer than three hours. It took us probably over three hours to find them and then an hour with them and then two hour walk back. So that's six hours. Make sure you don't look at Silverback straight in the eye because that is just threatening to them and they might charge and would probably kill you <laughs> by accident because like they're so strong. And unless you're walking, keep your head bowed. And when they sit down, like you sit down or crunch down. So you're basically smaller than them. Again, to look submissive and docile. So there's about 200 mountain gorillas in this area. But I guess there's only about 800 mountain gorillas in, the, in this part of Africa, which is only where they live, which is really sad. 800. I mean, it is better when I was there in 93. There were, they thought there was only maybe 300, like I said, because of poaching and being killed by militia. It's basically murder to me because gorillas, we're so similar. So it's really, really sad. But the good thing is it, it has almost tripled the population since I was there. So the conservation area, you know, protection is helping. And if you want to donate, you look that up online because park rangers literally put their lives at risk to protect these beautiful creatures that we hardly have any left in the world because we're idiots. <laughs> Human beings are idiots. So I, whenever COVID is done, I would, I can't even stress enough how amazing the day was. I would recommend it. If you can get there and afford it, do it. And also at the National Park, the Runga National Park, they have a new gorilla orphanage center, which you can visit. They didn't have it at my time, but it would have been amazing to see them. Sad that they're orphans, obviously. And there's also other nature trails you can do. Tip number three would be, what I would suggest is book, you can book the gorilla permits online, but there's also, they do offer three to seven day tours, including see the gorillas or chimps or nature walks or walking up, there's a big volcano, there's a big volcano with a 
lava lake there, which you could also walk up to. So they have all different itineraries and different prices between three to seven days. It is very easy to do it independently to this day. I would say the easiest way is book your curler permit online. Just Google the Park.com, I think it is. And then once you have that permit, get the receipt and then apply for your DRC Congo visa online too. Because when you have that permit, you get it within 48 hours. It's really easy. It's $105 for the Congo visa. And like I said, $400 for the gorilla permit if you just want to do it independently. But they also offer in the rainy season. So between March 15th and May 15th, you can get that half price. It's only 200 bucks. And it can rain at any time in Africa. And then, so you can either get there via Uganda, the way I came. So just listen to my last episode. Or via Kigali, Rwanda. It takes about four hours to get from there. And then you can still stay in the park itself or on the other side of Uganda. It's still really cheap accommodation. Uh, it's called Gisenye. Or stay in Kigali, Rwanda, where you can get accommodation maybe $11 a night, like cheap budget accommodation, and it's four hours. Or if you really wanted to, like I said, you could book a tour, and they organize everything for you. So it'll be in the thousands of dollars. And then for solo female travelers, again, just book online, like I just said, and then you will be put into groups that are going to see the gorillas based on your fitness. If you wanted to go to that area with other travelers, I would suggest, again, going through Kigali, Rwanda, or Fort Portal, Uganda, because that's where a lot of travelers hang out because there's so much to see uh, from Fort Portal as a base. And Uganda, like I spent five weeks in Uganda, no problems at all. I mean, nothing was very easy to do in Uganda, but it was amazing. And I felt completely safe in Uganda. Uh, Rwanda is also very, probably one of the most organized countries in Africa now. So either way, Uganda or Rwanda to go there. But I would see them there. A, it's the cheapest place, but it's, like I said, the most authentic. Okay, so we'll see you next Thursday for more Congo adventures and uh, like unexpected day in Rwanda. Make sure you subscribe, of course. Okay, so we'll see you next week. Safe travels, one road at a time.